thank you for tuning in today to The Impression Show. My name is Melanie Walton. I will be your host. Today, I will be interviewing Dr. Renee Matthews. Dr. Renee, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So, Dr. Renee, you are a medical doctor. You have appeared on television shows such as The Oprah Winfrey Show, Martin's News One Now Show, and et cetera, et cetera. In addition to this, you are a social media guru. How did all this come to play? <laughs> um, well, I always wanted to be a doctor as a child. I was a sick kid. I have severe asthma. So I was in and out of the hospitals. I went to the ER every night, April and October, probably for the first 10 years of my life. So, um, and my mom worked at the hospital. So we would, when we were off on break, we would often go to work with my mom. So I was very accustomed to being in hospitals. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. Well, I also was a triple threat. So I danced, I sang, and I acted, and I wanted to do that too. But my mother's like, that's not going to happen. I was like, okay, fine. So I saw Dr. Nancy Snyderman on Good Morning America as a child, and I said, I want to be like that. I want to be a doctor on Good Morning America. So my mom, of course, was like, we don't know anyone on TV. I was like, well, okay. So then my fallback was, I guess I'll deliver babies. So I went to med school and with the intention, okay, I'm going to deliver babies. Well, I got out of med school and I actually got a radio show on XM Radio. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, if I can go from that to that, then maybe I can do this. I do not practice. I talk about health and media. And the way that I kind of transitioned everything was through social media, Um I was one of, like when Facebook, when you had to have a college email address to log on, I got on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Some people told me about it and I got on and was like, I really didn't understand it, but I was like, okay. Um, I did not have a um, internet plan on my cell phone. I just had my regular old text messages and phone calls. And I started on Twitter and it just blew up from there. I created a brand and um, that's when I started my entertainment company and my clients, um, they would get things from Twitter. And so that's when I really found the benefits of social media. And like I said, I was in the beginning of Twitter. I, Twitter started in 2008. I logged on officially in 2008, but I really got active in 2009. And I saw the benefits of it. Facebook, I, I saw the benefits. I actually gave my client my login information because I knew that we needed Facebook to promote her as an artist. And so she had added all these people as friends. This is before you could have pages. She added all these people. And we sold her CDs and we got our gigs and stuff because of this presence. And so as new things came out, I always made sure that I figured out how it worked and I made sure I knew what to do. And then I ended up being the one to tell people how to do it. And also I really used it a lot to help my clients. My clients, um, I do PR, I did management and um, booking of celebrities and entertainers. So I used it that way. And then um, my job, I had a day job this whole time. I swear I had two full-time jobs. But I worked at the um, Cord Blood Bank for the state of Illinois and Public Cord Blood Bank. And so when that job was eliminated in 2013, I was going to get another job because that's what you do, right? I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean? They were like, no, you're meant to have a TV show. You have to do whatever it is to get it. And so... I really went full force because I had my my one my one Twitter account really was about my company for the longest time. I didn't have a picture up. My picture was my logo. So people didn't even know who I was until I said my name. And um, 
So I had created Ask Dr. Renee, but I had never used it really. So I had maybe 10 Twitter followers. I think it might have been 30 Facebook Facebook because I had a page. So I had 30 likes on my page or whatever. It was really, really, really minimal. So when I lost my job, June 24, 2013, I started setting goals. And within a year, I had grown it 400% across the board. And I went from writing free for one blog and by the end of that year, I was writing, getting paid by five and writing columns, Ask Dr. Renee and asking health questions, answering health questions for really big, huge blogs and publications online. I've written for Madame Noir. I wrote for Black and Married with Kids, um, dot com. I write for GoodEnoughMother.com. Renee Seiler, who used to be on the CBS earlier show where Gail King is now sitting, that used to be Renee Seiler's job. She had a blog. I wrote for her. And then also in that year, I also appeared on Roller Martin's News One Now on TV One. And that came about so quickly, I hadn't even told my family. And the next day after I came, after I was on, because it was live, my cousin <laughs> sent posts on Facebook, walking past the TV, I heard a familiar voice. And she took a picture of the screen and it was me. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even have a chance to tell anyone it happened so quickly. But um, but yeah, I was like, OK, so I saw I had already seen the benefits of social media with my clients. But now I saw with myself. So, so can you elaborate on some of the benefits? Um, You know, like I said, we would get we would get gigs. People would literally mm -hmm. they would hit me up and say, hey, we saw you. We would like to book uh, so and so for this. I'm like, oh, OK. Um, and then because of my social media presence, people started coming to me and they were like, oh, can you appear here? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I was like, oh. And so rather than me pitching myself to do radio or to, you know, to write in a column or something, they were coming to me. That's amazing. And, um, you know, so it was really, you know, it was great. I was like, oh, okay. Like Renee Seiler followed me on Twitter before I ever wrote for her. Wow. And I had just, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. She follows me. And then I had followed her blog. And so one day I just decided to send her a message and was like, you know, you don't have a doctor. What do you think? And she's like, that'd be great. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That is amazing how hands-on you are. Yeah. And all of your success. Yes. So I always tell people, you know, they're like, I don't like social media. I said, social media puts money in my bank account. Absolutely. So that's why I do it. Um, I don't do the whole personal thing. You know, I do have a personal page. But what's on my personal page is the same stuff that's on my business yeah, page, really. It is. So, and actually, there's people who have met me in person and they were like, wow, I, I had no idea. Because you wouldn't know. Because I am just my brand online. I am totally different me in person. So. I can totally, totally remember <laughs> the early days or your, or your starting days and, and exactly when your job uh, was eliminated. And I remember the years in the time of you pondering, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And then, boom, it all hit. I am so proud of you. Thank you. Oh, I am extremely proud of you. I'm going to go back a little bit. Okay. And I would just want you to share with us your experience on the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be one of the highlights of your it career. It is. You know okay. what? That I will tell you first, especially since we're at Moody Bible Institute. Absolutely. Um, I That was the day that I knew. I mean, I already knew God existed because I've almost died a couple times with my asthma. But... As a grown person, I figured out that you really can, if you believe, things can actually happen. And I, Oprah even says, um, there's no such thing as luck. It's when opportunity meets, um, oh, Lord, I forgot it. 
preparation. Preparation. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the Oprah Winfrey show. I was when I moved to Chicago. I told everyone I am going to the Oprah Winfrey First show. First of all, I'm going to interject. Dr. Renee is from the D. Yes. If you know Dr. <laughs> Renee, you know she represents the D. Detroit. Yes, okay. Yes, Continue. Yes. I love that. Detroit. Yes. So, um. I moved to Chicago and was like, I'm going to meet Oprah. I'm going to meet Oprah. It was like maybe I had been here two days. I had text my friend. She was my RA in college. She's from Chicago. She lives here. And she was like, I said, where is the studio? Because I came. I had my car. And she told me. And so I drove to the studio. Goodness. Mind you, it was dark. (laughs) And this was before (laughs) cell phones really had good cameras. Because I've lived here 14 years. So I literally, with my little flip phone, (laughs) took a picture and I emailed it because you couldn't text it. Right. Emailed it to my right. mom, and she goes, "What is that?" And I go, "That's Harpo Studios." She goes, "You went?" I go, "Of course, I had already been here. I think I'd already been here a week." I was like, "I was, I was trying to. It was taking me so long." My oh mother's my like, "You're crazy." So that was that. That was I moved here October of 2003. Okay. So then. Um, you know, that's back in the day when you had to call to get tickets. Mm-hmm. So one day I was sitting home from rotations. I was in med school at the time. And it flapped up on the screen and said, call for tickets. And I was like, <gasps> so I kept calling, kept calling. And they answered. And it's like they immediately put you on hold. Mm-hmm. So I know I am clumsy. I sat the phone over here on speaker because I didn't want to accidentally hang up. Yep. And that's when I had a house phone. So the house phone was over here. And I'm on my cell phone calling my parents oh and my, my sister. Goodness. I'm on hold with the Oprah Winfrey Show. I'm getting tickets. <laughs> Who's coming? You mm-hmm. are. <laughs> so my mom actually went to seminary. My mother's a priest. Um, she went to seminary here, Seabury Western at Northwestern University. And that was the weekend that she was moving in. Wow. <laughs> so my mother's like, well, I have class. I go, Mom, it's Oprah. Mind <laughs> you, it's her first day of class. Oh, my goodness. I go, it's Oprah. She's first like, day of school doesn't matter. Right? She's no, like, Renee. And I go, Mom. She's like, okay, well, if you get tickets, okay, we're going. Oh my so gosh. I was like, thank you. So that's her and my dad. My sister at the time lived in Oklahoma. She's an engineer, and um, Foodie Engineer is her brand. I'm so proud of her. She, yes. um, bless her heart, she's like, well, I have to work. And I'm like, you, you're not coming to see Oprah? And she's like, I said, okay, fine. Who so, turns down tickets? I know. That. So I went down to the list, and I, I called my friend, was like, girl, you want to come to Chicago see Oprah? She's like, I'm there. You just let me know what day, what time. And so... That was the crew. And then they finally, 45 minutes, I was on hold. Oh, my God. They finally <laughs> said hello, and I said hi. And they said, you know, and I was so excited. And and the funny thing is, I met Stedman, like, literally the week before this phone call. Oh, this If was it wasn't the same week. And I met him at the Black Women's Expo. And I had bought his book. And he signed it for me. We took pictures. And I emailed this picture to probably 25, 30 people and said, look, I'm getting closer to Oprah. <laughs> so you can imagine when I send them messages to say, I'm going to the Oprah Winfrey show next week. They were like, you've got to be joking. I was oh like, gosh. no, it just so happened. So I um, I did that. And then I got the ticket. So the co- the show was like the next week. And so I'm talking to my sister. I was like, Alicia, we have to prepare. I have to know what I'm going to say. I do not have a stuttering problem, as you hear, but I said, this will be the day it'll show up. So if you could please make sure I understand exactly what I'm going to say, so then I won't mess it up. So we went over and over with it, and da 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 And then, of course, I had those lovely people that are my friends. Absolutely. You'll never get a picture with her. I said, please don't worry about me. Oh. <laughs> I will get a picture. Don't worry. Dollars. I got this. 
Mm-hmm. And so me and my sister rehearsed it. This is what I'm going to say. Da, 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 da. So we got, we got there. We were the second people in line. Of course. Oh my God. We got there. It was <laughs> it was uh, March. It was wow. cold that day. And we stood in line. My parents, because the parking lot across the street, you could um, park in there. So my parents sat in the car and me and my girlfriend stood at the door. Right. So when the doors open, I summoned my parents to come in so mm-hmm. they didn't have to stand outside. So we went in and um, the lady, um, Sally Lou. If you know Oprah, Sally Lou was at Oprah Forever in uh, in charge of audience. She stood Mm -hmm. up and she gives you all the directions. And she said, as soon as the sign switches to after show, if you want to say something to Oprah, stand up. So I sat there. We sat through the whole show. It was hilarious. We (laughs) cracked up. And actually, there was another part in the show. I must have either I said something or I did some gesture or something. The camera showed me then too. Oh yeah. And, um, so I was like, okay. And so then the show ended and the thing popped up and I stood up and my dad, as lovely as he is, says to me, Renee, you're blocking the view of the woman behind you. (laughs) And I knew the camera was about to be on me. I said, Lord, don't let me cuss this man out right oh, now no. and everybody see it. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. And I hear my mother say, didn't you hear the lady say, if you want to talk to Oprah, you have to stand up. <laughs> oh She's going to talk to Oprah. And so I stood there. And um, sure enough, she goes, yes, ma'am. And I wow. said everything I rehearsed. Now, we did such a good high job with rehearsal. We forgot my name. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. I watched that video, and I'm just so mad. I'm like, really? Really, Lish? You didn't realize I never told the woman my name? So I said what I had to say. You can watch it on my YouTube channel, Ask Dr. Renee. She said, come down. Yeah. And I go, oh. It was definitely I shook, and I, you know, excuse me, to my parents, and I went down there. And she had this death grip on my hand. Like I said, you can watch the whole video. But I'll tell you what you saw on the video. What was in my head was an entire conversation. So for the fact that I made sense on camera blows me away to this day. Because wow. in my head, I was like, wow. <laughs> Starstruck. Oh, my God, my Absolutely. hand. She's really holding it tight. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, her hair. There was a lot of gray in it. But with the lighting, you couldn't see that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, her hair is salt and pepper. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then she pointed and said, there's your there's your picture. And all I saw was two bobbleheads. I go, oh, we have big heads, both of us. <laughs> and, I mean, I literally am having this entire conversation in my head. Now, mind you, she's talking to me. I have no, no idea how I made sense. And, mind you, there was no crazy pauses. Like, you have to watch it. I really was, like, in shock. Wow. One of my girlfriends saw it and wow. was like, you guys look like old friends. I go, really? Because, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the whole conversation in my head was just so weird. Wow. So... I go back to my seat. My dad goes, you did it. I go, I did, didn't I? So, you guys, we had to be there at the crack of dawn. I went home and went to sleep. I woke up and said, Daddy, I had the craziest dream. I met Oprah. And my (laughs) father, he always, like, he doesn't argue with me because I'm always right and he knows that. Uh So, he goes, Renee, you did. I go, Daddy, you do not have to always agree with me. (laughs) I know and you know that's crazy. I didn't meet Oprah. He goes, Renee, you did. And I go, Dad, come on now. He goes, Renee, I'm telling you. I, Honest to God, you guys, I really didn't think it happened. I just thought the whole thing was a dream. Oh, my goodness. And then, so that was March. So Easter that year must have been in April. It came on Good Friday or something because my sister was actually in Michigan with my dad for Easter. I was in Chicago with my mom for Easter. And um, because she was obviously she had classes in school and I was working. I was doing my last part of med school in the hospitals. So I couldn't leave. She couldn't leave. So we just said, we'll do it together. And everyone, because it was on the after show and that was on oxygen and we didn't have that channel on my cable. 
everyone was watching it. And of course, my family actually, they all watched it together. My dad had taped it, of course. They took the tape everywhere. Yeah. My dad took it to work and stuff. <sighs> and my sister calls me, you did such a great job. And she's like, dad said they showed the entire part for you. They didn't cut anything out. I was like, oh, really? Wow. So I was literally commercial to commercial was just me. Wow. And um, I was like, really? My sister's like, yeah. I go, daddy, I really did meet Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, we tried to really tell you. You were there. And I was like, and then, oh, and also they mailed me my picture. Oh, how nice. So that was the other thing. I was like, the picture came in the mail. I was like, wow, it really happened. Like, yeah. I really did it. Wow. And so I was like, so that, from that day forward, I was like, and you know, the other thing, you know, Oprah did the secret on her show. Our cable screwed up, and I didn't see the first episode. But everyone called me. was like, how did you know about the secret? I go, what are you talking about? They were like, "You whatever you say happens. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So when she did the second episode, thankfully, I saw it. And I was like, oh, you're right. I said, wow. Wow. And I was like, 85% of my life was the secret. And then there was that part that I was not believing in it so I was like okay so my professional life I was like we are on my personal life I was like whoo I need to work on this <laughs> so funny I really that day I was like anything happened I said I know way too many people that live in Chicago that never got to go to the show I went to the show every season that I lived here except for two or wow. one and I made up for that because I went to the finale at the United Center, which was two episodes. Wow. And I knew a lot of people that worked at Harpo, but I never, ever, ever, ever used them to get a ticket wow. to the show. Mm -hmm. Impressive. Except for that finale. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming down to the end of the road, and it did not look like I was going. My parents were on a cruise, and I was like, my mother comes back, and I have to tell her I did not get to go to that show. <laughs> and so I made a call, and they were like, yeah, sorry. And I was like, okay. And then I got a text at night the night before the show go get your tickets at 10 45 wow. in the morning i was like thank you thank you wow so yeah. I, let me just ask you this what part do you think that god has really played in your success your he faith i mean truly you have faith okay oh i have the faith of a <laughs> mustard seed, mustard seed I faith here. because i i my mother i love her to pieces my mother is like renee that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and um, fast forward to that same summer when I lost my job. Right before I lost my job, I went to Donald Lawrence's live recording. I remember that. Of his yes. 20th anniversary, was it? Mm -hmm. And he played this song. Um, I'm not making sense in making faith. He must have played it like 30 million times to the point that it was like, okay, I got it. I got it. So then I lose my job and I was like, oh my God, I told my sister, that's my new, that's my new um, theme song. And so she had never heard it. I'm not so, making sense. Not making sense. I'm making, making faith. faith. Beautiful. And so I actually met him <laughs> right after I lost my job. And I told him, I met him at a Beesla meeting, and I said, I just have to tell you that that song is my new theme song because my mother always says I'm not making sense. <laughs> and I was like, and so I've just stated that this is what I'm going to do. I'm mm -hmm. going to have my own show, and I'm going to do this. And my mother's like, but you need to pay your bills. You need to have a job. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm not going to get a job. So I'm going to do this. And she's like, okay. And so I played the song. My sister, my sister's like, you are so right. I can hear mom saying you're not making <laughs> sense at mm -hmm. all <laughs> but yeah I really do feel like um I know for a fact that God must be have a hand in this because I'm a Virgo I'm a planner I loved my paycheck coming into my account every whatever it came every other week or whatever um and for the fact that I've been an entrepreneur full-time for four years and I literally live by the seat of my pants um 
is just so it's crazy to me and if someone said because my father always had a side gig but he always had a day job so I don't think I ever thought I'd be a full-time entrepreneur I thought I'd be like my dad I just work a lot but I had no idea I would do it full-time and I you couldn't pay me to go back (laughs) (laughs) to go back to nine to five or working for something like every time I think about something like oh I should I should try and do that. And then I'm like, but then you'd have to wake up every day and be there at that time. Be on someone else's time. That is, I am, I am so amazed because I remember the times that you persevered and just stuck with it, you know, even when it didn't look like, you know, things were going to happen. I mean, your faith is incredible. Yeah. And I was, I've, I've like my best friend, she, she knows me better than I know myself. And I was like, I remember I went home one time and she, I was like, look, look, this, 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 and this. And she goes, Renee, you do realize last week you were looking for a job. I go, how'd you know? <laughs> wow. She goes, because I could hear it in your voice yeah. that you were just fed up. And I mean, Melanie knows yeah. I will sit there and I will pitch, pitch, pitch and oh. get all these no's. And I'm like, I can't take another no today. Yeah. I have a medical degree. <laughs> I don't need to do this. Who needs right. PR? I'm good. Right. And she's like, no, Renee, but. And I'm like, but this is insane. This is crazy why am I doing this wow so Renee let's talk about the ask Dr. Renee show I mean what a wonderful platform you have to motivate and inspire um, people to be their best selves talk about that some more so I my mantra is live life you deserve I want everyone to be happy simple as that I think that there's way too much misery in the world I hate seeing people that are sad I'm the person that will see a complete stranger that's sad and be like oh my god are you okay what's wrong like I mean, half I'm nosy, but two, I really don't like people to be sad. Like, I don't want people to cry around me. I just want everyone to be happy. So I know a lot of amazing people that have really amazing stories, and their stories inspire me and motivate me to keep going. And so I figured, well, let me start. I went to a production company in L.A. They were like, well, we would look at your Q score. And I was like, what's that? And they said, we would ask 100 people, who are you? And if they knew who you were, and I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, well, how could I increase my Q score? And mm-hmm. I said, well, I have a nice social media presence. If I bring my friends on and we have a YouTube show and <clears throat> they share with their presence, then maybe I could grow and their people will like what I'm talking about and they'll keep tuning in and it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, it worked. And so I, inter- I emailed five people and they were relatively pretty pretty popular people they these people had you know 20 Tell us names oh i okay. diane valentine Absolutely. who just had the show to roam with love on bravo yes um paul carrick brunson who had a show on own called love love town usa yes. uh dr roe dr rovinia brock who's been on everything dr oz anderson cooper yes. the view she helped sherry shepherd lose weight on the view etc mm-hmm. um elvira guzman who was um steve harvey's publicist for nine years and she's just amazing. And then lastly was my Chicago girl, <coughs> Tanya Winfield, who was yes. on The Biggest Loser. Yes. So I emailed them because I talked myself out of everything. So I emailed all of them and said, you know, if I had this YouTube show, would you be a guest? And they all said yes. I go, shoot, now I got to do it. <laughs> so that was the push that I needed to do it. And um, we started, we have 65 episodes done so far. Amazing. The last episode was in April of last year. Just because I got really busy, I travel like a crazy woman. I have an 8 by 8 step and repeat that my best friend bought me for my birthday a few years ago. So we do the show in front of my step and repeat. And I just feel, and I've done the show on the road, but some shows I just feel like I need to be in front of it yeah, for absolutely. my branding. And so I just fell off. Plus, I do everything 
pretty much. My sister, I call her my executive producer because show day, she's sitting there on her computer watching me and she'll tell me, don't take your hand down. Put your, put your finger on here. Do this. Hit that. You know, she's like, say this. Stop this. She's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) She's wonderful. But yeah, so she is my executive producer. So, but I do all the booking and everything. And it's just so much with everyone's schedule, my schedule. And I try to do a live show so that we can take audience questions. So it can be very, very, very difficult. And so that's why I haven't done an episode in a while. In March, I actually was like, oh, I'm going to start back. And yeah, it didn't happen. So maybe <laughs> this month we'll get it together. I, yes, although I'm leaving please. again next week. So I don't know. We'll see. But but yeah, so we've had Lisa Nichols. We've had, um, who else? Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. Um, we had Paul. Of course, we had Paul. We All the people were on except for Tanya hasn't been on yet. Um, who else? Um Cupid from the Cupid, you know, the Cupid Shuffle. Uh, my mom's been on the show. Um, Chicago Wise, Drew Sedora was on as well. Um, uh, Chrisette Michelle's mom was on. We did like a Mother's Day week and we had all these moms on. Yeah, so we've, it's been really cool. 65 episodes. 65 episodes. I can remember when you were thinking of doing this. I remember the meeting in LA mm-hmm. and you're saying, I have to increase my presence. I remember that. 65 episodes later. Telling you, Renee, you are on the roll here. Yeah. What inspires you? Um, I, I just like I said, I really just want everyone to be happy. And so, if I can tell you something that you didn't have a clue about, that's gonna make your life easier and make you happy, then that's what I need to do. So you enjoy. There's gratification. There. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. So when I get, because I get like I got a text message this morning that came while I was sleeping about, you know, oh my God, Renee, you've lost weight. You look so great. Blah blah blah. That's next. Yeah. Re- First of all, <laughs> Renee so. looks amazing. <laughs> I remember when she first started her weight loss journey. Please talk about it, Renee. Have yeah. you told me today you've lost fifty pounds? Fifty yes. pounds. Yes. yes. Please. So I, um, because I do video, I'm on, you know, live streaming, Facebook Live, Periscope, all this. I saw I had two chins. And my most (laughs) recent thing is I, um, I'm working with Outcome Health here in Chicago and I have a show called Out of Office with Dr. Renee. So I'm in 45,000 doctor's offices across the country. So on every given, any given day, I'm getting text message inboxes of screenshots of me on the TV. And I didn't like what I saw. (laughs) I was like, (gasps) oh. Oh, God, that looks terrible. <laughs> right. And I mean, they You're say fine. the camera adds 10 pounds, but I swear it's like 30. <laughs> so I said, dear God, I have got to do something. So I have this wonderful photo shoot because I got this new hairdo. I had a photo shoot March 4th of last year. And those pictures came back. And I was like, oh, my God. I texted him immediately and was like, you've got to get that second chin out of there. <laughs> Photoshop that mug out. And it, he had some stuff going on, so he didn't get back to me right away. And mm-hmm. by the time he did get back to me, the chin was gone. Because I was like, I knew I was handling I was like, we got to get rid of this. So my girlfriend was doing was posting on Facebook. She was losing a pound a day. I said, oh, you must tell me what you are doing <laughs> because I need help. Right. And so she's like, I'm doing the HCG diet. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I heard about it years before. I saw Dr. Oz did a whole show about it, and I was just not a believer and was like, whatever. Even though Nina Chantel, who used to be on the radio here in Chicago, yes. was on that episode of the Dr. Oz show, had done the HCG diet, had lost the weight, and kept it off for years. I still wasn't convinced. So she's like, well, you know, 500 calories a day. I was like, what? Mm, never mind. So by the end of that day, I went on my fitness pal and put in all the food I had. 500 calories, and I ain't lost a pound. 
I said, you know what? Perhaps I need to take her up on this. I said, girl, what do I got to do? Let me, I, got, I said, I'm desperate. If this doesn't work, we'll try something else. But I got to do something. And so March 31st, I started. And it was true. I lost a pound a day. And I was like, oh, my God, this is working. And at that time, I just was so lazy. I wasn't moving at all. So I was losing a pound a day and hadn't moved, moved an inch, not a pin. Like, I had wow. lifted a pinky. Like I was just sitting on the couch checking the scale every day and was like, wow. <laughs> This okay, I think it's working. But I was like, numbers can't be lying. But at the same time, to me, I look the same. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> so then people started saying stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I am losing weight. Oh, yeah. So then I felt a lot lighter. And so I got on the lakefront. And I, was, I told my sister, I go, I think I could run this whole six miles. She's like, are you stupid? I was like, no, but I just feel so light. <laughs> and so now I walk six to ten miles a day. And I, I just, my stomach has shrunk so much that I just can't eat like I used to eat anyway. So I don't eat ridiculously. On the HCG diet, it's 500 calories a day. It's no carbs, no sugar, no dairy, which was crazy to me because I, I like two gallons of milk a week, please. Wow. And um, <laughs> I love biscuits, scones, pancakes, oh. muffins. <laughs> I like bread. <laughs> like Oprah said, I love bread. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, this is going to be quite a switch. But... The funniest part is that I traveled like a crazy woman and kept up with all of it because everywhere I went, I made sure I had a kitchen. I drove to the grocery store, got my food. I took my food scale with me when I traveled. It's small. Weighed my food. And I just kept up with it. And um, so now I I need to get back because I need to I need to lose another 50. And so I'm like, okay, we got (laughs) We got to get back on on the bandwagon. But um, and I did well for three weeks. I even Easter. Yeah. And then last week I was in New York and I just was enjoying myself. And so I was like, okay, today we're going to get back together. But, um, but yeah, I, um, I just, I don't know. I'm, I think because I'm so active now that it's just, it keeps on moving. Now, Dr. Renee, you're an, you're an asthmatic. Have you noticed a difference? So my asthma had improved greatly when I trained for the half marathon in 20, oh, 2010. Mm -hmm. So, um. I did that, and my I did my pulmonary function test like I usually do. Mm-hmm. And my mother, before she was a priest, was a respiratory therapist. I sent her my results, and she called me and said, whose are these? I was like, they're mine. <laughs> she goes, your lungs didn't look this good at birth. Wow. I was like, oh, well, that's me. And the doctor was like, I think the exercise is working because yeah. I trained for the half marathon. I did yeah. two 5Ks and two t- 10Ks, and then I did a Disney World half. So that's when they were. my lungs were vastly improved then. As of March of last year, my doctor said, well, you really don't have to take your meds. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, "You can." Tr-. this is February, actually. He goes, you can try them for a month. Ask, tell me if you feel noticeably different. If you don't, your, your tests show that you really could be okay. Wow. So as of March of last year to this year has been one year that I've had no meds. Woohoo! That is so, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. That's really awesome. Wow. Weight loss. How do you balance it all? <laughs> you have named off <laughs> 10 things that you do. And I've always questioned, Renee, and how do you balance it? And then how do you know so much about everything that's going on everywhere? I don't she, know. You are so in the know. I, I have no idea. How do you um, do it? But I, you know, I'm really, really, really good about the seven hour sleep. And it's funny. I accidentally watched Khloe Kardashian's weight loss show. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> like two months ago 
and revenge, the way I don't know what it's called. Yeah, there's yeah. some <laughs> weight loss, right? I don't know what it's called. So the trainer said, if you slept seven hours a night, you could lose weight. I, just tell me, and I'm like on it, okay? So I used to not sleep, so that's how I could do everything because I would, I go to bed at two something in the morning, and then I'd get up, you know, whatever. But I now am really good on the seven hours of sleep. But I really tell you that because I used to think that if I walked. Um, especially distance wise, because I'm not walking on the treadmill. I walk through the city of Chicago. Yes. And so either I'm on the lakefront or I'm the city streets. Usually I'm on city streets now. So I used to think, well, how am I going to do my job? You know, how am I going to help my clients? I can't sit there and be at the computer if I'm walking, right? I walk <laughs> and I get such brilliant ideas mm. that when I get back to the computer, mm-hmm. it's really quickly. I can do what I need to do. Obviously, wow, my phone sense. is always with me. I can check my emails. I'm always available via text. So I've not missed a beat. And no matter, I think in the last year, one, I've gotten new clients. Two, yeah, I've gotten way amazing clients. 2017 was really good for my business. I had... Um, New clients, better clients, better opportunities, amazing meetings for my clients. So I was like, see, I can do it all. I, I can do exactly what I need to do. I can take, and my cousin was like the other day, it seems like your workout is a lot of time. I was like, no. And the other thing is now that I walk so much, it doesn't take me as long to mm-hmm. do what yeah. I, you know, my walk. Yeah. And I usually work it into my day. So mm-hmm. had this not been so early, I would have walked here, but. I would have had to get up wow. earlier, and I, I just was not <laughs> <laughs> didn't feel like getting out the Wasn't bed. Wasn't that happening today? So, um, but I walked to, you know, I have my clients next week will be at ABC Chicago, and I live on the south side. I will walk to the station. Wow. The week after that, we have to be at Fox. I will walk to the station. It's not a big deal. And I'll walk home, too. They used to drive me home. I will see you later, and I will walk home. And so it's not a big deal anymore. So now, like I said, I work it into my day. The grocery store, thank you, Mariano's on the south side. We have a Mariano's in Bronzeville now. It's a mile walk. Hmm. What I'm do like, you do? why not? What do you do when it's freezing in Chicago? I know I know how to dress. Okay. Plus, so once you, you start walking, yeah. you're not warm. cold anymore. Mm-hmm. That's your true. body warms up. So I have my gloves. You know, I have one of these little things you put on your neck so that, because I wear, um, I, I wear, a hoodie mm-hmm. and a t-shirt so therefore and I, you can't wear a scarf with a hoodie right. but this little thing it comes over my head so therefore nothing can get on my chest i mean knock on wood i didn't have any asthma attacks due to me walking in 29 degree weather yeah. Yeah. or 26 degree weather so okay back to hcg i got a question for you <laughs> okay there are two different kinds there's the injections and, and the, the drops. drops right what i do the do? drops okay um i don't know anyone personally that did the injections but I do the drops and um, I get my drops from a young lady in Atlanta mm-hmm. my drops have B12 in them yep. and I think that was the only reason why I was functioning right because I mean you took everything yeah. you know? <laughs> like mm-hmm. all my stuff but I was like I'm fine I'm not tired and actually when I went off the drops that's what I noticed I was like huh. I am so exhausted it was like 8 o'clock at night and I go well yeah. really? you either eat or you go to sleep. Yep. I said, well, I guess we're going to bed early because we've eaten all the food that we can eat for the day. And right. I wow. went to bed. And then with that, there, I mean, when you're first, that's a drastic life change. You're, you're changing your diet. You're changing time, meal right. prepping your food and all that stuff. What would you advise someone, whether they're doing HCG or not, just want to lose weight? What do you tell someone in the moment when they think, this is so hard, I just want to give in? 
What would you say? My best friend is the scale. Like my mother was sitting there watching me one day eat my little apple slices. That's yep. my snack. And she's like, <laughs> I don't understand. I go, mommy, the scale is my best friend. Yeah. Like wow. I just keep, th- I, I weigh myself every day. I have a scale that's this big. It's mm-hmm. literally the size of my two palms put together because I travel mm-hmm. and some of the places I stay don't have a scale. Well, now I have a scale. There you go. <laughs> and I take the scale with me mm-hmm. and I weigh myself every day. And that's how I keep myself accountable. Right. And plus, like last week, I, I was crazy with food. Yep. Well, I weighed myself every day. So then I knew, okay, well, today you might have to walk an extra 12 blocks yeah. instead of taking the train. Because I was mm-hmm. in New York City. Because you ate whatever last night. Totally. But that's because I'm looking at the scale like, okay, well, this is not, you know, this is what you did. And this is what you're going to make up for. And. So. Did you ever have personal accountability? Because Mel and I, we yeah. we tried that out for <laughs> a good week yes. and uh, failed Ooh, a little yeah. bit. Oh no! <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do don't you? really. Um, I didn't really have like I would text my friend that got it. You know, started yeah. me, but it wasn't really so self accountability. Yeah, is it was what really with really me. It worked fine yeah. for me. Um. It was funny because my sister, we call her the trainer. My sister was an athlete Mm -hmm. in high school. I was not. I was in the arts. But my sister is the healthy one. And so when we were home at Christmas, somebody, oh, my mother tried to say something about something I was eating. And my sister's like, do you see what she looks like? (laughs) She eat whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. She knows what she's doing, clearly. Right, (laughs) absolutely. I go, oh, thank you. But yeah, so I, um, yeah, I do really well by myself. I'm fine. And I mean, my thing is, like I said, the scale Mm -hmm. and whatever I'm putting on. When I bought this jogging suit, I could not wear it. Wow. My mother goes, why would you buy something you can't wear? I said, because it says Oprah on it. And it's goals. (laughs) I want to fit into that. I said, and eventually I'll wear it one day. And she's like, okay. And so now I wear my jogging suit. And the water too. You have to drink a gallon of water. Okay. So that wasn't a big deal because I already drank 90. I drank three times 32, 96 ounces a day. Right. So now I just had to add one more extra bottle. Yeah. So it, that wasn't a big deal because I drink water like a crazy woman anyway. And you feel the benefits of water. Absolutely. Well, I always drink water. I don't know not to. Yeah. Like, that's what I drink. I had water and milk were the only things I drank at home. I wow. don't buy pop. I'm right. not a big alcohol person. Mm-hmm. So those the only things that I purchased and put in my refrigerator were milk. I drank water from the tap. Mm-hmm. The um, When I go out, I would maybe get a pop. Right. Maybe get pop. a glass of wine. <laughs> maybe have drink. But really i drink water mm-hmm. so that was that wasn't the hard part the hard part for me was the no carbs because i love cereal oh, i think yeah. that i could eat cereal all night and day <laughs> breakfast is my favorite meal and i could have pancakes at dinner time and be just fine with that yeah. and yeah. i mean cornmeal pancakes buttermilk banana wow. blueberry i love pancakes yeah potato yeah. Pa- i love pancakes mm-hmm. yeah. and i love potatoes yeah. and i was like no pota- potato yeah. <laughs> not even a sweet potato yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. So I'm a creature of habit. I ate spinach, cabbage, or Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brussels. Mm-hmm. And then I ate chicken or beef. And that's it. Yep. And then the apple. And, and the, the apple, apple was my snack. You could have an orange. I'm allergic to citrus fruits. Oh. So that was not an option for me. Yeah. Apples. Just stuck with apples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm allergic that. to citrus fruits, <laughs> seafood, chocolate, nuts. Chocolate? Yeah. Eggs. We Peanut. rye barley. Oh. Yeah. Oh, painful that's uh, i but understand why you. you love pancakes so much because if i didn't have chocolate in my life i'd love pancakes more than anything yeah the i'd best. have to I yeah love. bongo room sweet maple bongo room yeah. and for my birthday i made myself walk to bongo room so i could bongo eat my pancakes good. yeah and then With i had to perk, walk yeah? home no 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 
That's too far. <laughs> Roosevelt and Wabash. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, you didn't know? Well, there's three. Locations. There's three in Chicago. Oh, that's really good to know. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I, um, my new thing is you have to walk to earn your food. So mm-hmm. this week I decided I wanted chicken wings. So I awesome. walked to Kroll's. Yeah. Is it true that if someone were to run one mile and walk one mile, they'd both lose 100 calories or, or I can't remember question. I've heard I've heard that though and you know yeah. they say it, so when I did the training for the the yeah. half marathon yeah. I did realize that I was like oh this is a good way to lose weight yeah. too huh my brother is a personal trainer and I'm pretty sure a couple years ago he told me even if you walk one mile mm-hmm. you still burn 100 calories and then really? you know they, the intermittent thing is really yeah yeah so if you you know like sometimes I do minutes, right and that's what I'll do one, yeah. like I'll like I, I you know I see I have eight blocks ahead of me I was like okay I'm gonna run the next two blocks mm-hmm. and then I'll walk or whatever yeah. I can't run for long distances but I will do the intervals yeah, absolutely. Of, yeah. yeah. intervals Same. work and then yeah. January I started intermittent fasting and game changer I really? was like why didn't anybody tell me about this I've I, been skeptical I about literally that. saw Terry Crews yesterday and you know how amazing this man looks and yeah. how old he is yeah he said he's been doing it for years I said well somebody can you just explain what that is 16 to 18 hours of fasting. Okay. So for me, I eat between the hours of noon and 8 p.m. And gotcha. that's it. So you don't have anything to eat until no. noon? But I you'll... drink apple cider vinegar in the morning. And no I coffee. call it. No, no I, you, I, I don't drink Citrus, coffee. But I drink, acid, um, yeah. I drink, I call it apple cider vinegar tea. Okay. So it's hot water with my apple cider vinegar, stevia, and cinnamon. Okay. Sounds good. In a mug. And so when you put that yeah. much water with the apple cider, you don't really taste it right mm-hmm. plus with the stevia and the cinnamon mm-hmm. uh, it's divine. divine so i drink that in the morning and before i go to bed and i do believe the apple cider vinegar does burn belly fat because yeah. i saw my stomach shrinking mm-hmm. and like i said i did not lift a pinky mm-hmm. when i first started the drops and i was like my stomach is just moving it's moving so did you do the apple cider vinegar while on the drops mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. Wow. good to know and the yeah. intermittent fasting mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. yeah got it so <laughs> Dr. Ine, in addition to writing about health, Mm -hmm. uh, conducting speaking engagements and social media, your branding and entrepreneur, you are also a Daisy Scout leader. Yes. So this is my seventh year. Something else to balance. um, With the Girl Scouts. I love the Girl Scouts. I was a brownie when I was little. And so... I actually was at, I volunteered with the Chicago Urban League with the Metro Board, and we had um, an event, and this girl brought all these girls. I said, where does girls come from? She's like, oh, that's my Girl Scout troop. I was like, you have to get me in that. And so she actually moved from Chicago now, and um, but before she left, she hooked me up, and so I love it. I um, They're five and six-year-olds. Oh, so cute. cute. We have 20 girls in our troop. We're at Donahue Elementary School, Yeah, and I love it. And so this is the first year I don't have my own troop just because with my mm-hmm. travel schedule, I never had help. And right. so it was rough. But now I'm co-leader with another. Actually, she's a teacher at the school. Yeah. And so I'm a co-leader with her. And so it's wonderful. Wow. And the girls are just, they're so cute. Adorable. What does a normal meeting look like with that? Because I did Girl Scouts when I was, I think, six to eight. So I got cute. up to brownies. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the levels yeah. are or whatever. But what it, what do you guys do? Yeah, we, um. so the daisies, what yeah. we're trying to do is prepare them to be Girl Scouts. So we're teaching them all 
all the principles of Girl Scouts. So there is this long Girl Scout promise that is really, really, really long <laughs> that I don't have memorized and probably never will. Um, the Girl Scout law, they changed on me too, which was a short one. On my honor, I will try. They put an extra line in there that I half the time don't remember either. But that law has, they will be responsible and fair and courteous, you know, nice. all these things. Yeah. So we're teaching them that. And so they earn pedals. Daisy petals um, for that. And so every meeting we learn about another character. It's a flower and the flower and you earn that petal. So that's what we do. And then we do an activity around that. And yeah. Do they still have the song? Make new yes. friends. Yes, and we do that at the end. Yes, oh, and we do the secret so shake, the squeeze. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. yes, and the yes. three fingers. Yes, yes. Oh my god, right so hand. Cute. Yes, yes. Girl Scouts is great. <laughs> it it is. really is. It, no, and you know, I didn't know how great it was until yeah. I started working with them. Did you know that there is this silver and gold award that gets you money for college? No mm-hmm. one told me that. My mother goes, hmm. had I known that, I'd have forced you to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She goes, oh I would have been the leader because the problem was we didn't have a leader anymore. Right. My mother goes, I would have been the leader if I knew it was going to give you money. And I was yeah. like, right. I actually did not realize that there was. I have a friend now that I've met in adulthood yeah. who was a recipient. Wow. She's like, yeah, that's how I got my books. So I was like, wow. No that's one told crazy. us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I feel like it's amazing. not advertised. I mean, the cookies, everyone knows right. about the cookies, oh, yeah, but that's the only thing they hear about Girl yeah. Scouts is yeah. when those cookies coming out. That's yeah. very true. Huh. Congratulations again, Dr. Renee, on your book, <laughs> <laughs> The Formula. Yeah, so okay. I did not write a whole book Co-author? yet. Okay. Jesus Lord. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time someone's like, you should write a book, I would never need to work another day in my life uh-huh. and probably the next life after this. <laughs> wow. But I wrote a chapter, which was a lot for me. Yeah. I was like, how many words? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so my chapter is about how to garnish media without mm. getting a publicist and because um, they called me the media magnet. And so um, it was cool. My business coach, Jay Stone, she's the visionary behind the book. She has a chapter in the book as well. She's a brand master brand coach, Jay Stone. And she um, had 12 women who are experts in their fields mm-hmm. talk about their different expertise. So that mm. was awesome. That's really yeah. cool. That's a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. So how's the book doing? Oh, we're we're bestsellers on Amazon. Absolutely. Um, so we're international bestsellers. We we were best selling in the I guess business category. I should have this stuff memorized, but I don't. But yeah, so we did very well. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. How long did it take you to write your chapter? Mm, a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, that is. It was. And I was like, oh my God. And then I kept looking at the word count like, oh God. Yep. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So Jay, what she did, and she's amazing at, she calls it storyboarding. And so she literally had a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And then she sent me an email with my outline of what mm-hmm. we talked about. And that was what I had to write about. So I just had to fill in that really that. pretty much. Yeah. But it still was very. Right. Yeah. Very difficult. Time consuming too. Hmm. Yeah. I can imagine. So your entertainment company, Dr. Renee, do you still provide PR services? Yes. So okay. that is um so now my niche my niche is um doctors, okay. basically. So Absolutely. I do work with some small businesses and entrepreneurs, but really I work with doctors mm-hmm. and I'm getting the doctors uh, media. So yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, your clients the Twin, twin Doctors, doctors TV. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And also um, Lumi Deodorant, uh, Shannon Klingman, Dr. Shannon Klingman okay. um, is my newest client. Dr. Klingman has created, and we are all women, she created a deodorant that's for the underarms and the private parts. Mm. It is a natural deodorant, aluminum-free, nice. vegan, 
cruelty-free. And she created it because as an OBGYN, she saw a lot of patients that came in and said, you know, I have a funny odor down there. Mm -hmm. And you would do the test for bacterial vaginosis, but the Mm -hmm. results don't come back until days later. Mm -hmm. But you've already written a prescription for antibiotics. Mm -hmm. When the results come back, that's not what they had. 73% of the time, people are getting antibiotics and don't have bacterial vaginosis. She did the research. She has two patents and several pending, but she did the research and found out that that odor is not coming from the vagina. It's coming from the outside. And it's like the lower GI tract, what comes out of there meets it with what's outside, and that's bacteria, and that's where the smell is coming from. So she created this deodorant, and it's only sold on her website, Lumi, D-E-O, so L-U-M-E-D-E-O.com, and... um, it's amazing. I've been. She gave it to me because she was telling us in a group of doctors yeah. about it, and so she sent it to me in January, and I started using it. I love it. And then she asked me if I would work with her to help her to further along, mm-hmm. and so I do. And last week, guess what? We went to the Good Housekeeping Institute. Wow! In New York City, <laughs> at the Hearst Building, where Red Book, yes. Women's Day, Oprah Magazine, all oh are housed. What's the fragrance? It like doesn't really have one. Okay. Um, I don't know what you call that, but honestly, it's not It's not supposed to have a fragrance. Right. It smells like something when you put it on, yeah. but then you really don't smell anything. And you can use it both places? Yeah. You can, anywhere that there is a fold that can hold a pencil could create oh. bacteria. So hmm. for us women that have a little bit of extra tummy underneath there, mm-hmm. yeah. you can put it on your feet. You can put awesome. it anywhere. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant and it's the idea. only one of its kind because other deodorants, if you put them someplace else, yeah. you're probably going to burn your skin, something yeah. terrible. Absolutely. But this you can put anywhere. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. That's incredible. That yes. is. And she's a mother of four mm-hmm. and she homeschools. Wow. She's like so amazing. Busy mama. Yes. Super mom. Wow. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's amazing. One last question to wrap things up here. Anyone who is in med school right now, you hear all the people talking about i feel like i'm gonna die in med school it's so hard oh my gosh i'm gonna give up what is your advice to the people who are studying medicine who are wanting to engage in health that's so funny that I, that was part of my question and i, I have a second question when yeah. you, after you answer okay. that so i think that you as long just make sure you're there for the right reason mm-hmm. as long as you're there for the right reason the end will come. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. Because I understand. I was dying. And honestly, med schools broke up in book work and hospital work. Right. The book work is two years and the hospital work is two years. So mm-hmm. if you can just get past it, <laughs> the hospital work is really very rewarding. And, you know, and it actually can be a lot of fun if this is what mm-hmm. you've been trying to do all totally. your life. Then it can be a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. of course, my first day at Michael Reese Hospital, a mm-hmm. patient died. And mm-hmm. I literally had my hand checking his pulse. And wow. all of a sudden, because he breathed really loudly. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it was silent. Wow. Cool. And they were like, wow. uh, yeah. I said, oh, my God, he just died. Wow. It's only my first day. Yeah. Like, this is literally my first day in Chicago. Wow. Working. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. Oh was that goodness. moment surreal? It what? was so crazy. And he had a do not resuscitate. So, literally, right. there was nothing for us you to just, do. It's just, he's okay. gone. Wow. Um, so, you know, and th- that was sad. That wasn't as traumatic as I um I was at Cook County and mm-hmm. a gunshot came in. He was only twenty 
four, I think. Wow. And they asked me to do CPR. And when they asked me to do CPR, I go, he must be gone. Because I had never done CPR on nobody before. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm pumping. And and it was just, oh, and he was, I forgot where he was shot. I think he was shot in the head. And it was just so creepy. And then we had to tell the family. Wow. Oh, that horrible. was horrible. Like, I'm I had sure. to take myself 24. into a into a little, you know, area, area by myself mm-hmm. and just have a moment. Because I was like, okay, that was horrible. Because wow. this man was older, but that was a young guy. Yeah. And that just, yeah. like... Yeah. And then his mother's reaction when we told her, because I was right there. I was just like, this is too much for me. Yeah. I cannot. This is horrible. So what about the doctors who have been practicing for years? And I can use my sister, for example. She's a pediatrician. Um, I won't necessarily say she's tired of practice, practicing, but she is looking forward um, to retirement, mm-hmm. I will say. But she doesn't necessarily want to just quit the medical field altogether. So what about, what would be your advice to doctors who are practicing but are looking to do something different with their career? There's so much you can do. Honestly, I always say, figure out what it is that you would do for free and then go do it. And I bet you you'll make money doing it. So there are doctors that, like, there's one friend of mine. She is a locums doctor, so basically a traveling doctor. She goes to places that need a doctor for Mm -hmm. maybe a week, two Mm -hmm. weeks, whatever. So she has a business around that. Like, Mm -hmm. she helps other people foray that whole because you have to look at contracts and yeah. all this stuff and we're not yeah. lawyers we're doctors so yeah. you know so she has a whole business around that wow. um i have a friend that she was like she had burnout and so she yeah. became a life coach hmm. and she wow. talks to doctors and helps them through mm-hmm. their life that's amazing wow and so you know because a lot of doctors are experiencing burnout because they they i yeah. mean they work you to death Absolutely. so um and you know i remember this doctor in particular she was a client of mine and she was like she told me where she lived and where she worked and the hours that she had to sit in the car to get there every day and then how many hours at work I was like oh my god and she's a mother and a a wife and you know I was like whoa this is too much and so like I said so she's a life coach you know so just figure out it is what it is that you like to do yeah and go do that well I'm you know even as a pediatrician Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. could sit there and you could just charge and do the um physicals Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. That's completely true. That's it. And you don't have to do anything else. And that's it. Hmm. I hope she's listening. Right. Dr. Kim Welton Werner. Right. (laughs) And so, I mean, like the team doc or something, even for the high school and stuff like there's just so many things you can do. You just have to figure out what it is that you love to do Mm -hmm. and do it. And I mean, I know, you know, Dr. Klingman has obviously created this wonderful product, but there's a lot of doctors that have invented stuff that Mm -hmm. have helped their patients and stuff. And that's their second career is this whole thing. Because Shannon full time does Lumi now. She does not treat patients anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So... There's other doctors who have stopped practicing, but then now they they do whatever this other second thing is. And, you know, it maybe they invented something and maybe it's, you know, like I said, a service industry thing yeah. where they're, you know, treating other doctors or treating patients in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Rena, you've also given so much insight to creatives who mm-hmm. are creative, but have always wanted to work in the medical field. You know, they have that other side of them or the other right. passion. So you have shown us that you can take whatever it is you're passionate about mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you like and including the in creative make your passion crea- your purpose absolutely mm-hmm. so someone in creative a creative could work in the medical field mm-hmm. i mean awesome. there's creatives obviously that work on the dr oz show right absolutely yeah. and the doctors yeah and, you know and he, actually he employs med students dr oz does he mm-hmm. yeah they hmm. do a lot of the research stuff for him makes sense so yeah so you know and you can and 
a lot of those students, you never know where they're going to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, perfect example. One of his producers created that Pegan 365 diet. Hmm. She just graduated or is about to graduate with a nutrition degree but wow. she's a producer so wow. talk about taking creative yeah, and then yeah. now she's doing science That's awesome. and that pegan 365 i think will be my lifestyle because mm-hmm. i can do paleo and vegan together that works because mm. i can still eat meat totally and it's really easy to follow so really yeah but yeah wow. so you can do and i That's personally awesome. i know that when i do have my show i will have credits on my show as probably a producer executive producer because i I, I know how to put things together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you cook a lot? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I, my cooking, like I timed it one day. I mm-hmm. said, Mom, I made my entire meal in eight minutes. Wow. And I was like, that was the vegetable and the meat. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time I was eating starches. I was like, my mother goes, you did what? I said, yeah. exactly. I timed it. I, said, I think Mom, people think it's way harder than it <sighs> actually exactly. is. Yeah. You have to make things easy for yourself. So like right. I said, I was doing all this traveling. Where I were like most of the time, the one house I stay in has a, what you call it? Um, George okay. Foreman Grill. Oh. oh. So. I buy my beef, I buy my my chicken, mm-hmm. and I put it on the George Foreman. Mm-hmm. And while it's doing that, You're I multitasking. am putting the vegetables in the <laughs> oven, yeah. and we eat dinner. Yeah, Done. I That's just so made cool. a, a zucchini lasagna because I can't have gluten for right. the time being. And I made it. My husband was like, this is the best thing ever. And Zools. It, yeah. And literally, we ate it throughout the whole week. We put it in Tupperware containers. We yeah. just heat it up, and that would be our dinner. We wouldn't have to do anything. And that's the other thing. Up. Like, my sister is a budding chef. She's actually in culinary school, foodie yeah. engineer. And she will prep on Sunday because mm-hmm. she works a 9 to 5 Monday through mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. And it's not right. a 9 to 5. It's more like a... Seven to seven yep. <laughs> <laughs> or six to eight, you know, right. so it's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So she will prep on Sunday all these different meals yeah. and she actually uses Green Chef uh-huh. and you can pick your meals. But she's doing the vegans, re- vegan meals right now oh, with yeah. Green Chef. Okay. So, you know, it's like Blue Apron. They right, mail yeah. you. Everything's measured out. Yep. So she prepares the stuff and then she boxes it up and she's ready for lunch all week. Yeah. And then she eats dinner at home. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the easy downfall peasy. Is, is people... You have to prepare. Yeah, you have yeah. to prepare. Yeah. When you Super. don't, you end up reaching for the, the potato chips, thing. the, the exactly. everything, so the granola bars that right. just. Don't and you know you the other you. thing that when I, I I've I've had to lose weight a couple times. Um, one of the times <laughs> I lost all. weight, I knew how many calories were in yeah. certain foods. Mm. So when I did go to fast food, I mm-hmm. knew what I could eat. Yeah. And what I couldn't eat. Yeah. So I already knew ahead of time. Like mm-hmm. I was like, like I eat Chipotle. I we're one of the places when I travel. I walk to the Chipotle. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I'm getting at Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Totally. I get my burrito bowl with steak, fajita vegetables, and black beans. That's yeah. it. And I eat it. Yeah. And so I know exactly. And I'm I'm like this is what I'm going to eat today. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you know you just have to plan and say okay well this is that this is that and you know yeah eat accordingly yeah. 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 Wow. Everything in moderation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't deprive yourself. Right. Yeah. Because then that's when you bend. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Very yeah. Exactly. Very true. Hmm. So, Dr. Renee, our final question is, what advice for, what advice do you have for young Christian students to get into the industry? Um, I, I, I just pray about it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got into entertainment, and by the grace of God, I did not run into any crazy people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I did, I, I must have got rid of them real quickly because I don't recall them staying around. But I really ended up working with a lot. Most of the people I ended up working with in entertainment ended up being Christians, yeah. which I don't know if it was because of the spirit was around me or what it was. <laughs> but 
I just was very fortunate that the people that I interacted with were Christians and they believed and they understood. Mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't, as a female in entertainment, especially because I was in the rap game for so long. Oh, yeah. I, it was amazing, but I didn't have any problems with mm -hmm. anybody. Yeah. I was fine. I didn't, you know, I was, uh, you know, I'm only 4'11". So they just, you know, they treated me fine and... <laughs> <laughs> they treated me well and I you know I was fine and I did okay but I think that you just have to stick to your morals and values I did decline I know one client in particular I declined because I knew that it was not going to work out yeah and mind you this was a big baller literally they could have paid me really well yeah and I said to God I said okay so I'm turning this down because this is not going to be a good idea that's right but Please make sure that I'm not homeless next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and God took care of me. Absolutely. So I, and I mean, like I said, I know that would have been really good money, but I could see the right. forest for the trees yeah. that this was not going to be a good idea. So mm -hmm. not all money is good money. Yeah. So make certain that you, like I said, stick to your morals and values mm -hmm. and be very prayerful. I, um, most people know I go to church every Sunday. My sister's like, you can miss a few. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it can. is very rare that I'm not at church even as I travel yeah mm -hmm. I know where the church is there too and I go to the same churches when I'm traveling because I usually go to the same places when I travel yeah so I go to the awesome. same church I was like I'm not standing up for visitor because I was just here last month mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so I I really do go to church very regularly mm -hmm. and um, I meditate every morning mm-hmm I um, one of my girlfriends wrote a prayer for me and sent it to me February of last year and I've said that prayer every morning and night wow. ever since yeah, um, and I also I say I, before that though I always said the prayer of Jabez every morning mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I discovered that when I was in med school and I think that that helped me get through because med school is not easy and yeah. it was you know I was like I need something Jesus help yes. me because I'm gonna lose <laughs> my mind yeah. but um, yeah take the wheel mm -hmm. but yeah so I think that all those things are really 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 important mm -hmm. um, and if you keep your eye on the prize like um, Lisa Nichols did this whole thing about vi creative visualization mm -hmm. where you literally look and with your eyes open at a white spot on the wall hmm. and you visualize you can visualize today tomorrow 10 years from now five years from now for whatever but you visualize it and eventually it'll come to pass wow and i was like mm, okay and so she's right and i do and i was like and then i started a new thing today What's i that? just read it from uh hello nicole exo nicole oh okay she has an entire journal she wakes up every morning and writes down like it's like it already happened what's going to happen for the day. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm on it. Wow. I'm on it. That's awesome. I'm on it. And I um, I do believe in Oprah's gratitude journal, too. When I do write in my journal at night, I think I'm very thankful for everything. I yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think all those things, um, you just really do have to surround yourself with the right people. And, yeah. you know, I am very grateful. All of my clients in entertainment, I got along with. Yeah. I did not. I didn't work with crazy people just because yeah. I don't. I don't do drugs, and I'm like I'm. I, I can't get with that whole. You know, one minute you're this and one minute. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I need you to always be <laughs> okay. Right. Like, be and I do not yeah. like to deal with. You know. I got to pay attention to, okay, are you going to make it? Are you, please do not sit there and miss, after yeah. I didn't set up this thing, don't miss the darn interview. Yeah. yeah. And that knock on wood has never happened yeah. mm -hmm. with any of my clients. Um, I will tell you, I've worked with Chico DeBarge, yeah. who most people are very familiar with. I worked with the lead singer of Troop. Mm -hmm. Most people are familiar with, um, I love R&B. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it just so happened to like me too. Yeah. Um, and so, um, 
you know, I worked with um, people who've been in the business a long time, mm-hmm. but they still took what I said in my little not knowing much. They knew that I knew what I was talking about and yeah. I was able to help them. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that, you know, you just have to, the right people around and, mm-hmm. you know, and the right energy and, you know, I, I think that everyone, as long as they know what they're doing and they, you can see and you can, you know, pay attention to their past and mm-hmm. do research and look up stuff and figure out, you know, is this a good match? Is this a good fit? I think mentors are the best thing ever. Yes. yes. All my mentors were Christian, too, and they were like, okay, so this is who you need to meet, and that's who you need to meet and talk to mm-hmm. that one. Or if I met someone, I would say, hey, have you heard of this one? And, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Yeah. Um, you sound really energetic and happy and ambitious, which is really, really, really important to mm-hmm. have. But you always, you also get your, your moments. Yes. When you are down. Yes. Maybe depressed. Um, I don't know what else I can say, but. Um, how do you cope with those times? So, I actually was depressed. Um, I had depression. I was diagnosed with depression in high school. Mm-hmm. And I went to a psychiatrist for several years then. And then um, I went back and found a therapist here in Chicago, um, Dr. Sandra Lowe. I went to her, I forgot how many years ago, but I went to her consistently every week for like two to three years. Okay. And um, I knew that I was in trouble. I could tell because I was just, I was just dark. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was, I, 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 everything mm-hmm. was a mess. My house was a mess. I just was a mess. Mm. And I knew that I was just not happy about anything. And so I also was fat at the time too and was like, I need to figure something out. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. I know how to lose weight. Why am I fat? And mm-hmm. she was like, okay. <laughs> so uh, we figured it out. And so I am a really huge proponent for getting help. Do not yeah. pray it away. You know, prayer is great, but mm-hmm. sit down on the couch and talk to somebody because yeah. mental health is very, very, very yes. serious. Right. I've never been suicidal. Thank you, Jesus. And I've never had to take medicine either. Mm-hmm. But um, I did recognize in myself that something was not right. Mm-hmm. So you would s- recommend medicine for some time or you would not? No, 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 no. no. I'm saying that if your doctor feels that you need medication, mm-hmm. then yes. But go to a doctor. Right, yeah. you know, because you have people that won't go to the doctor. Yeah, either. but a lot of doctors won't—they want to put you on medication. Right, but that—well, that's what I'm saying. You need to, my whole thing. I just somebody just tweeted me asking mm-hmm. about finding doctors that are, you know, because uh, unfortunately there are some physicians that treat African Americans differently than they treat other people. Mm. Yeah, and so someone literally tweeted me yesterday and asked me, "How do you find?" You need to interview doctors, just like you'd interview anyone else. Right. Interview mm-hmm. doctors. You don't just, so you go to one visit, and if you didn't like them, don't go back. Right. Yeah. Find another physician. Yeah. yeah. There are lots of doctors in this country and in the state and the city, wherever yeah. you're at. There's lots of them. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else that does what they do. Yeah. And take recommendations from other people. The way that I found my doctor, my therapist, was because another doctor told me. Mm. Hmm. Because I asked a group of doctors, I said, does anyone know a black female that I could see? And then I got the suggestion. And me and her were a great fit. She coincidentally happened to be the same religion as I am. She was Episcopalian. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Hmm. And it was a wonderful match. Okay. And to this day, like, I can call her anytime. And she's she's fabulous. But you have to. And I've actually recommended her to several people, too. And they've loved her, too. Mm-hmm. But you need to take recommendations from people. Yeah. But do go see a doctor. Right. Yeah. yeah. A therapist of some sort. Counselor. Somebody Com- yeah. who 
is educated in doing this. I, I love the priest because my mother's a priest. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I love them. But my mother, she was a respiratory therapist. She was not a psychologist. Right. She was a respiratory therapist. So there's only so much she can do. Mm-hmm. And even she'll say, you need to go to the doctor. Yeah. You need to definitely, I mean, like I said, I think prayer is a wonderful thing. And I think prayer yes. changes things. Definitely. But I think sometimes you need a professional. Just like you take your car to a mechanic. You don't stand there and pray for Jesus to just miraculously fix your brakes. You take no, it to would. the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus the, uses different that, people. That's what Absolutely. I was just about to say. Right. Just you know, just like the mechanic knows what he's doing, it's because Jesus helped him right. to know what he's doing. Exactly. <laughs> so the same thing with my therapist. Jesus helped her to know how to help me. Yeah. And right. so I think that you know people should really. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I have a yeah. friend who started an initiative. She's in the entertainment industry too. I always tell everyone she was on my show. Shanti Shanti Doss. Oh, yeah. She introduced Outcast to us all. That's why we know who Outcast is because she was part of the marketing team at LaFace. And she has an awesome initiative called Silence the Shame. And May 5th is Silence the Shame Day. And I, Shanti has, um, has been suicidal. Her dad committed suicide when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. And so she has a long history of mental Depression. illness. Um, and so and me and her have talked about it, you know. And I mean, you know, my life is not rosy, but at the right. same time, I choose happy. And yeah. I tell so everyone that. I, exactly. Yeah. I wake up every day and say, I don't care what happens today, mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy. And now, you could stub your toe on the way out of the bed, and you could let that ruin your whole day or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really recognize that. I remember one morning I was on my way to the office, and I got a flat tire. And I was mad for two seconds, and I said, you know what? I got this flat because God prevented me from whatever car accident yeah, I was about right. to get into down there. And so, so look I was beyond like, what exactly. you Exactly. And I had a great day yeah. because of that. I waited for them. They came fix the tire and everything was fine. And I was like, you're alive. The car is fine. You're good. So, yeah. so what would you, would you say to these people who constantly complain about life? <laughs> That's why you're complaining. So the, just like the secret says, if you whatever you put out there is going to keep coming mm. back. And so with my depression, I noticed that. I yeah. said I was miserable, and so I stayed miserable. Mm. Because I just said, I'm miserable, I'm depressed, and I just kept being that. Until right. I finally changed my thoughts and tried to actually see the brighter side mm. of things yeah. is when things started turning around. And surround you, yourself. Exactly. With people who are not exactly. I can't it. do Debbie Downer. Exactly. Debbie yeah. Downer is not invited to the club. No. Because yeah. we don't have time for that. And I'll try to help her. Because yeah. right. I, I had a girlfriend, bless her heart, she was she was so bad. One of our other girlfriends said, I think you're the last person that she'll finally talk to because she didn't cuss everybody else out. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh. So I called <laughs> and I said, look, and she's like, but you just don't understand. I go, but I do understand. Okay. And I'm trying to tell you that if you would change this thinking, because she actually, she said she pulled herself off Facebook because she was sick and tired of seeing everybody be happy. I said, girlfriend. Oh, wow. I was like, that's mm. not the attitude to have. <laughs> I said, you need no. to really look at yourself yeah. and change this thinking. I'm telling you, if mm-hmm. you change it, things will change. Totally. And she's doing so amazing now. And I'm like, I remember when. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, see, I was right. And she's like, you were right. And actually, it was funny. My birthday was shortly after I had to give her this talking to. And she came and she brought, brought me this card. And in the card, I cried because she thanked me. And I told my sister, I was like, this is the girl I cussed out the other day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my sister was like, really? I go, Lish, at least she clearly, she heard what I said. And she is thinking that I might be right. So my sister's like, wow. I was like, right? Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, Dr. Renee, it has been a joy, a pure joy to have you here on the show. We've learned so much. (laughs) There's so many layers to you. (laughs) 
But it has all been just very insightful and educational. And we just, we can't thank you enough. Thank you. This was a lot yeah, of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I mean, you're it's welcome. really refreshing to have yeah. somebody like you come <laughs> oh, here thank and you. share your story. Absolutely. What's on the horizon? So, um, the book is out. Um, so the hard copy of the book came out last week. The ebook came out the week before. Okay. Um, I did a Facebook Live yesterday about the book. What else? The show is still showing okay. out of office of Dr. Renee. You can go on Ask Dr. Renee everywhere. Go. Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and you can see everything. Okay. Um, my Facebook page usually is like the, the hub of where it all starts. I have a website, AskDrRenee.info. That's where my lovely blog is hosted. Um, God willing, I will get my own show eventually. Um, yes. But, you know, we're just making small little yeah. steps yes. towards it. So, you know, but yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you.